This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. Uh, for our uh, second hour of the late afternoon, early evening show, uh, we got a lot to get to, and so let's get right on to Caroline Wren. Caroline, I've said now in the morning show and throughout the day, I've been you know in all these meetings, and um, I keep telling people from what I'm hearing, the knives are out. This is what I need the Warren Posse to... Um, just sit and listen and take this in. And then we're going to get, come up with a plan of action. But the knives are out for President Trump like I've never seen the knives out in my life since this indictment, which is bringing MAGA together more than it's ever been pulled together before. But the donor class and the political operatives, knowing that they failed in their first attempt to unseat President Trump in this primary, the failed Murdoch primary process, they're now trying more than ever. Just give us... Uh, your take on things right now, since you're always inside baseball on this stuff. I think we're seeing the uniparty like fully at work right now. And the responses from the different primary candidates to the indictment yesterday was pretty telling. I mean, DeSantis's response was a joke. He actually managed to piss off both the never Trump and the pro Trump crowd. And so once again, DeSantis is trying to walk this like invisible line to where I suspect actually he drops in the polls after this. And I believe that at least like 20 to 30 percent of people that were saying they were DeSantis come back home to President Trump as a result of this. Um, you know, the Tim Scott response was a very Tim says basically nothing. He actually, I guess, was a little more um, defensive of President Trump than I expected from even a Tim Scott. And then you have Mike Pence, who, I mean, boy, did Trump turn out to be right about that guy with just a completely ridiculous statement. It was quite clear from the indictment that the majority of that was coming from Pence during it. I think this was all kind of a plot and a way to have him then run for president so he could tell his side of the story. He's not going to move anywhere in the numbers, and his numbers also aren't going to collapse because he is at 1%. So um, I, I, this doesn't change anything in the primary field other than I think Trump becomes a little bit stronger. But this is all by design. This is the weaponization of the left and the uniparty against Trump. And what it is they're attempting to do is to cause chaos and also bankrupt us. And there was just a story out in Politico today about how several of the state parties are completely bankrupt. The RNC is bankrupt. They're attempting to bankrupt the Trump campaign by you know, forcing him to have to spend $40 million plus in legal fees. This is all the purpose. And while this is going on, instead of donors stepping up and investing in the party, in our infrastructure, in President Trump, they're spending $275 million in a primary that is already over. And none of that money is going to be spent to help the Michigan GOP, the Georgia GOP, the you know Arizona GOP, these these clubs that need to get our get out the vote efforts starting now together, and it's just it's upsetting, but not that surprising. But th this is all kind of in inextricably linked because the state parties, uh, what Politico talked about, the state parties that are most in question are ones that have had kind of the precinct strategy of the grassroots take over. So the donors are going to sit there, sit there and say, "Okay, tough guys, you're going to take it over." I'm not writing any more checks. The business community is walking away. And, the, and these 
state parties. The RNC is for different. I, the RNC is for a different reason. The RNC is where the small donors, the the Warren Posse, and others just said, we saw that fiasco on that election. We're not in, and we're not writing any more checks. They're still looking for something out there that they could write those checks for. So it's they're intricately linked, but they're, they're two different reasons this is happening. The central point, and this goes to Pence. I think Pence, and I want to ask you, how is it going to play in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina when Pence is the lead witness for the prosecution? Mark Short of the Cokes has been in his ear saying, this is your path to the White House, right? All you got to do, you and Mother just have to sit there and, uh, and, and, and sing sweet nothings to the evangelical crowd about how pure you are and how holy you are and how you read the Bible every day. And then just be a witness against Trump. And then Trump, his, his tweet was, uh, you know, no one that doesn't uphold the Constitution could ever be president. And, and Judas Pence is going to be uh, the, the star witness for the prosecution. And it shouldn't be lost on people that Mark Short and the Koch connection, the Koch just put $50 million into the never Trump, stop Trump movement, of the 278 that was raised, ma'am. The only place I disagree with you is that Mark Short telling Pence this is his path to the White House. There's no path to the White House for Mike Pence. What I do think is happening is Mark Short is telling him this is your path to get a board seat with Boeing. This is your path to get a board seat on Name the University. This is your path to get $300,000 payouts to put piece together from these different companies and then to get a contributorship with Fox News or CNN. So that is what actually this is. This is a money-making scheme for Pence to kind of lay out his, his future endeavors so that he's set because he will never be elected to office again. I would be shocked if Mike Pence is elected to his condo board association one day. So there's not an electoral path for anyone here who's uh, wrongfully standing up against President Trump. But we do need to figure out a way to help these parties. And our, our party is always been wrong in our structure. We are top down. What happens is they, they've solicited a bunch of big donors to the RNC, and then these state parties sit around and wait for a transfer from the RNC to their state parties, and that's how they, they live. And the RNC right now is having massive money-raising problems for a trillion reasons that we've talked about on your show. So these state parties are really squeezed for money as well, and the Democrats are so much better at funding their state and local groups and funding from the grassroots up, and we fund in a top-down strategy. So what I'm having you know do is I, I saw this coming a while ago, and I talked to Carrie Lake about it, and Carrie being the, the leader and incredible person she is, said, contact all these state parties and let's go do fundraisers for them. That's why Carrie held the largest fundraiser in the Georgia GOP history she headlined. We immediately read about the Michigan problems. Christina Caramo talked to her and so Carrie's going to go headline the uh, Michigan GOP event in September and she's going to keep doing that. That's why you see her on the road constantly. We are going to these state and local parties and say use Carrie Lake as a tool to get money into your club. What should what should, what has to happen in the next 72 hours? Trump gets a rain tomorrow. And by the way, I think we, we've worked it out. We had the great coverage in Miami, and I think Natalie Winters, we're going to have Natalie Winters and the team uh, at the courthouse. We'll have uh, live coverage all day long on War Room and Real America's Voice. Uh, Caroline, what has to happen in the next 72 hours to let the donor class know and to let the Murdochs know and to let the Kochs know that this is – because their whole move now behind the scenes is electability. Although Trump's right. been winning all this polls, they said, well, that can't happen, particularly going to adjudicate the 2020 election, which is a loser – uh, this is the end of Trump. Uh, what tells tell the audience what moves are they trying to make right now, and how can we thwart that? I think that 
they are so terrified of Trump being back in office. That's why all this is happening. So when you ask about the electability question, look at the New York Times poll that just came out that showed Trump and Biden in a it's dead tie. This is why they're in panic mode. Donald Trump is going to be reelected again. He is going to be president again. And that is why they're throwing four, five, six indictments at this man just in a in a, a panic attack. So that's, a, that's something I've been telling to donors before. It's like, if you want to know why I think that Donald Trump is the most electable, look how panicked the left and even the establishment Republicans are about his name being on a ballot again. There is a reason why they're panicked about that. He is going to win. He is so great that he could just keep his head down. This is noise to him. This really is just noise. I mean, his, he is so good about rising above all of this. And, you know, I, this indictment was ridiculous. They're basically indicting him over political speech. It will never stand. It's going to go to the appeals court and then it'll make it way up to the Supreme Court, which will kill it. So we have to keep, we should not get distracted by stuff like this. President Trump isn't getting distracted, nor should we. We have to win the general election. We have to get the funds into these clubs and into these organizations that actually will do things on the ground to help. And we should stop being distracted by a primary that's already over, stop being distracted by the number of indictments. We have to focus on how we help President Trump win in November. Uh, Caroline, can you hang with us for a second? I want to bring in Brian Costello because sure. I want to take another angle of this. Brian, you've been all over and there's breaking news all day long. I want you to get up to speed because we haven't had a chance to have you on for a couple of days about the, quite frankly, I think one of the biggest financial scandals in the history of the country. Now, the Wall Street Journal has reported that Larry Fink and uh, and BlackRock are now under investigation because of the financing of the Chinese Communist Party in the PLA. But the railhead of all this, as bad as Larry Fink's been, the railhead of all this has been Sequoia Capital. And Sequoia Capital has a proven track record of trying to pay off both. I mean, they're a thousand percent the biggest, one of the biggest drivers of the Democratic Party. But they have selectively gone out and, and bought their way out of just thorough investigations by paying off members of the Republican Party. Walk us through. The updates on the on the scandal that is Sequoia Capital. Yeah, so it just came out that uh, DeSantis is never back down. Pack and you guys reported on this night last night with Laura um, Leone from Sequoia put two million dollars into uh, DeSantis's campaign. So what you're seeing right now, if you watch the flow of money from Sequoia, it's flowing into DeSantis. It's trying to find its pro-China candidate, and DeSantis has taken some, you know, uh, unusual positions in terms of backing down on the uh, China tariffs. And he's also taking money from their Sequoia portfolio company, which is Citadel and Ken Griffin. So Sequoia funnels its money three ways: directly through Leone to the Republican Party, from Moritz to the Democratic Party. Then they have their portfolio company CEOs and their Silicon Valley relationships that give. And then they also have the limited investors in their funds who get. And we don't know who the limited investors are in the funds. So we do know one of them. One of them was uh, uh, the fraud FTX, SBF guy had 200 million in Sequoia's funds who was giving a bunch to the Democratic Party. And as we know, the election, uh, the election fraud allegations against, against him just surprisingly got dropped. So to get elected, they need to get elected, the Dems or whoever's running against Trump, they need the China money. And that kind of all flows through the, the, the new vampire squid here, which is Sequoia. Walk me through on that vampire squid for the Democrat side. Walk me through Moritz, the connections there. And then I want to yeah, go I, back I, to I, this I, DeSantis it, pack again, I, because people are, people are oblivious to all this. Yeah, the way we know the last election was interference, it interfered with Steve. Well, you know, there are a number of ways, but one of the big things was 
putting the wrong information in the American people's hands related to the Biden corruption. Uh, m- must we forget, right, that Sequoia owns 10% of TikTok. TikTok's on 150 million phones in the U.S. It hasn't been banned by Biden, and surprisingly, we don't even really hear about TikTok being banned anymore. In fact, he's having influences in the White House. And if you look at the money Moritz just gave, right, he gave it to, uh, he's, he's not giving it to Biden, right? He's giving it to uh, uh, PAC that actually then go out and pay to disseminate information on social media. So there was actually a scandal, I think it was a year or two ago, which was a group that Moritz had given to before, who was actually trying to pay lawyer influencers to release misinformation across TikTok. And it was the same woman, Tara McGowan, who's an Obama operative. You know, so, so what we need to be very careful of here is the misinformation being pushed out against Donald J. Trump, right? Uh, I, I, I personally think it's going to be Newsom that comes in and it's not going to be Biden that he's running against because we're starting to see the China money, Moritz and those guys. Well, uh, kind okay. of behind him as well. But I want, I want to lay out, the, I want to lay out the architect talks of this because I'm going to get Caroline back here in a second. Who's been screaming about this. Moritz with all the tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that they're taking and taking out of profits. They're not funding them back in directly to the Democratic party. They're putting it into Arabella and other, these kind of C3s and C4s. That are really what well, we reported on a couple of weeks ago. Have two billion dollars, <laughs> raised two billion dollars in money, and that is the 2024 campaign. You can plug and play anybody. It could be Biden. It could be Newsom. It could be Michelle Obama. It could be Pritzker. You name it, right? But all this money is getting funneled into these C3s and C4s and other PACs that are essentially setting up the infrastructure for victory. At the same time, we've got the guys that give the tip money to the Republicans. You see them trying to put it in these things that it's like Ron DeSantis, you know, swept, I think it was $80 million from his gubernatorial. A couple of million dollars of that was, uh, was this, De- this Leon guy who's at, uh, who's at Sequoia. But talk to me about the C3s and C4s, about they're, they're putting money into these nonprofits and how much Mar- Maritz is generating for them. Yeah, I mean, so Maritz has a nonprofit uh, with his wife in, in California <laughs> called Frankstar. Right. It's a four point it has four point three billion in assets. People can go look this up on ProPublica. If you look, much of the asset and much of the return is he's moved his investments into Sequoia's China funds over there. So the returns from TikTok and DGI and Sheen and all these companies will flow into this nonprofit foundation, Crankstart, which is funding all sorts of democratic initiatives. Uh and uh, in, in, in programs in, in different states. You know, one of the things that's funding is the ACLU, you know, who's used lawfare, uh, you know, to end the DOJ China initiative. Here, at the end of the day, Steve, there's trillions of dollars in China right now uh, that the uniparty and the elite want to get out. Uh, and to do it, they have to cover up crimes in the administration. They have to do all sorts of stuff to get that money out to keep themselves into power. Why is the Republicans control the House? This is one of the biggest financial scams. This makes Teapot Dome look like uh, somebody taking uh, lunch money from a kid uh, at his lemonade stand. Why is the Republican Party that controls House intelligence, controls oversight, controls judiciary, controls all of these? Why is there been a suppression of any investigation about Sequoia, given that they're one of the major funders of the Democratic Party? How does that work? I mean, I think it's the same reason that the only 
step up the rush folks in the Russia collusion was you know many many of the people you have on the show right Devin Nunes, Cash, Colonel Harvey, Colonel Pappas, right? They don't want to take on the administrative state. If you look, Lisa Monaco's sitting in a pole position to know all this stuff at the uh, uh, Attorney General's office. Jake Sullivan, who runs the National Security Council, and you know was working for Hillary's campaign during the hoax. Uh, you know, he had Kurt Campbell on his team actually meet with Sequoia, right? They know that Sequoia, TikTok, its investments, the tech donor money is there. So that these guys are smart enough to leak enough money into the GOP and compromise people in the GOP and the Uniparty, like McCarthy uh, and, and, and different people. And then they don't want to take it on because they're worried of the wrath of the DOJ, Lisa Monaco and Jake Sullivan in the National Security Council. And remember Sullivan's wife. Lisa, Lisa Monaco. When when you talk when you talk about when you talk about all these investigations of Trump, the, the railhead of all those of Jack Smith and all this other stuff. Lisa Monaco runs the deal at DOJ, correct? She's essentially like the chief operating officer. Yeah, you, if you look at all the scandals, you know, across the last several years, you see her. Those two names that come across everything: Lisa Lisa Monaco and Jake Sullivan at the National Security Council, uh, and Neil Shen. You know, Sullivan was paid by Neil Shannon Sequoia back in 2017 when he was sitting on the bench at Yale to go over and speak there. So these guys know exactly who Sequoia is and, and what's going on. And I don't know if you want to play it. We have a, uh, a clip where Senator Sullivan, you know, uh, we, revealed the open secret in Washington. Yeah, the Dan, let's, go, let's go and play Dan Sullivan of Alaska. Let's play that clip. You mentioned smart capital. The more that I dig into this, Senior Democrats in the Biden administration, senior Republicans from the Trump administration have all mentioned to me with alarm this issue of American financiers, private equity, big banks. They mentioned Sequoia Capital all the time, BlackRock. These are Americans who've gotten super rich. You know, we're a capitalistic society, but they knowingly are funding, financing our competitor, the PLA. Uh, AI, they've funded the rise of China. This is a concern I'm hearing about all the time. Can you talk about these firms, others, and what we should do to stop it? China doesn't have this problem. They don't have billionaire Chinese funding us. But we have this problem. And I'm going to start naming names. It's unpatriotic. It's a real problem. I'm hearing it from Democrats and Republicans. Can you unpack that a little bit more? How damaging are these American companies to American interests? Senator, I, I, I do think that uh, that, th that trend of, of growing flows of capital, and I think there's both dumb money and smart money, but both of them are, are very useful. I wouldn't call smart money smart if it's, maybe these guys are gonna get rich, but I don't think it's smart if it's funding our chief adversary globally. I, I, I think it's one of our most potent advantages that we are not Actually How do we stop these on. American financiers from funding the Communist Party of China? I think that uh, congressional oversight of the Treasury Department, hard oversight, riding them hard to expand, like I said, by, by orders of magnitude, the blacklist of companies that Americans are allowed to invest in in China is one. I think we should be looking at a, a CFIUS-like body for outbound investment so that we screen outbound American investment headed towards China to make sure that it's not damaging our, uh, our, our national interest and national security.
You've heard us uh, preach the gospel of that. What we need is uh, criminal indictments and going after people is what you need. Brian Costello, uh, how if we got the appropriate investigations going at House Intel right now or at Oversight right now, uh, you wouldn't have this problem. Why is that not happening, Brian Costello? I mean, listen, this is, you know, DeSantis chose to take, you know, this isn't an open secret that Sequoia is funding the Chinese Communist Party and has been for years. And DeSantis told, you know, chose to make that one of his top donors. Biden's consistently taken money from Moritz, pro-Biden and, and Democratic operations. So we have the ability to subpoena right now. If you notice, Sullivan uh, mentioned BlackRock. Gallagher and the committee just came out with an investigation into BlackRock, but for some reason, the first company they mentioned, Sequoia, there's no subpoena. Nobody's subpoenaing them. And, and, and I'll tell you, Steve, Lisa Monaco and Jake Sullivan have the ability right now to stop Neil Shen, Sequoia, and $2 trillion in companies in China being created directly aligned against U.S. initiatives. And instead, they're choosing to use their resources to knock out their political opponent, Donald Trump, and keep the China money still funded. So Congress knows that the DOJ has everything it needs to stop this, but yet they're doing nothing. Brian, how do people get to you? Where do they go on social media? Because you're putting up great stuff on this every day. Uh, Twitter, BP Costello. And, and thank you to you and even the war room i think this is history will show us this is more important than people realize no 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 this is the people look our audience is on it we're going to keep pounding there i think we're a lot closer than people think of uh having a big break here so uh, brian keep keep pounding thanks steve take care bye caroline one of the reasons i'm so upset about this kind of phony the keebler elves is that there's nobody. There's not a really a purpose to any of these campaigns except stop Trump, and, and that was personified the other day by the pathetic. And I've got a picture. I don't have it to Memphis, so maybe I'll show it tomorrow. There was a photo in New Hampshire before DeSantis got up and spoke about his economics talk. There was like thirty people there. I mean, it was sad, but it was his economic speech was so juvenile and so infantile. It was just kind of like hanging ten points, nothing tied together. He had such profound statements as. I'm going to cut federal spending. He had more profound statements that I'm going to stop uh, China from having an abusive relationship with us. I mean, these were like it. These were like these great pearls of wisdom he was dropping. How does a guy like that end up taking that wants to present himself as a populist? How does he end up taking uh, this money from um, from uh, Leon into, you know, swept up into his governance thing and then shifted over to his pack and his political report? There's like five guys that controlled DeSantis. So, so how can he take money from people who are making money in China and then try to present to people he's going to be tough on China? Because I think that DeSantis is trying to run in this lane of, I, I think his instincts are probably right. He's sort of a MAGA populist. He's certainly been one as governor. They, he has consultants controlling him right now who are trying to force him into like a separate box of thinking that there's some imaginary lane there when really, I mean, the country is a, the Republican Party at least, is a, is a populist movement that's happening. And it just doesn't make any sense because nobody wants a tribute band when the real band is here. They want, Donald Trump is the, you know, the leader of this movement. And so Ron DeSantis instead should be a part of this movement, not attempting to lead it, but then kind of 
from a bizarre watered down place. And so I just think that they're desperate for cash. They're going to take it from anyone. It was given into a super PAC. We don't know what relationship it is that DeSantis has with Leon. But I think it just shows like how much he has lost control of his own campaign, his own message, because the vintage Ron DeSantis would rail about these things that we talk about. He'd be, you know, epileptic about what BlackRock is doing. He goes on and on about how the ESGs are terrible. But that was Governor Ron DeSantis. Candidate for President Ron DeSantis is, is completely lost. He gave three separate answers on the Ukraine um, issue. Like he's given just now they're having him give answers that aren't even in any specific detail. It's just say you want to cut taxes. And it's just sad. It shows this man's career is being ruined and the life work he's been because some consultants are telling him to keep going. And there's no end game here for Ron DeSantis. Carrie Lakes called for the primary for people to drop out and everybody to come together. Number one, do you agree with that? And number two, practically, how would that work? Yes, I do agree that they should drop out. Now, I don't think they should be forced to in any way. Like they should make the decision to. But um, but I, I I think what she called for technically was to suspend their campaigns during this time and show support for President Trump in the middle of what is election interference by the opposing party. And Separately, I do think that these candidates, it is time to drop out. I mean, they're polling in the single digits. There's no catching up with Donald Trump. We're wasting money. We're wasting time when the real enemy is on the march. The left, the, the Democrats are on the march right now. They're raising millions and millions of dollars into 501c3s and c4s to uh, run their get out the vote efforts. They have their candidate who's completely unopposed with the exception of RFK, who's actually making a good run at it. But there's no way they even allow RFK to come anywhere you know, near the candidacy. And so... We are just busy doing what? I'm like, what is the good that comes out of this primary at this point? I don't know. I don't think there is anything. We need to start treating Donald Trump as the nominee because he is. There's no catching him in the polls right now. And so these candidates should do the right thing for the party, for the country, and, and step aside and recognize that they don't have a chance, but they can help to elect Donald Trump. Caroline, how do people uh, get to you on social media? It's at Caroline Wren on Twitter and Getter and Truth Social. Okay, uh, Caroline, thanks. Thanks for taking time away to do this. Sure. Now, we've got a situation with a bioweapons lab that it looks like the Chinese not only own, but they probably constructed in California. At the same time, you've got uh, a, a increasingly dangerous situation that's happening every day in Ukraine as people, uh, as instead of negotiate, it's all about escalation. So we're going to get Ben Har- we got Ben Harnwell in Rome, and we got Colonel John Mills to break it down all for us. So we're going to take a short commercial break here. We're going to return uh, in the war room in our afternoon show. I want to make sure everybody, uh, today, your homework assignment, HomeTitleLock.com. Do not let cyber criminals get into your home title and take out a second mortgage on your home. If they do that with these hard money lenders, guess what? The hard money lenders are going to say, hey, you took out or someone took out a $200,000 mortgage. At 10% interest rates, tough break for a swell guy or gal. You owe it, you're going to pay it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, check it out today. Make sure you're you're not exposed to the, some of the most dangerous criminals in the world, the cyber criminal. Short commercial break. Going to Rome next with Ben Harnwell, California with Colonel John Mills. All next. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those 
was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code Steve. ekpure.com code Steve. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the field of greens, better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking field of greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room But they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Bannon, and get the better health promise. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business church, or nonprofit, and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. 
That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee, and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Ben Harnwell, let's start there. I'm going to get Colonel Mills in here. People's heads are going to blow up in this, on this uh, bioweapon situation. Um, ben, the, this, the situation in Ukraine continues to deteriorate as the, um, as the uh, spring offensive or the counteroffensive, what do you want to call it, gets more lethal. Right. And now there's a metastasization. There's metastasizing. Uh, you've got strikes of the Ukrainians into into Moscow. Now you've got the situation on Belarus border. Uh, you've been warning about uh, at the entire time. You, every day I'm seeing some proclamation or something come out from some different group talking about the 500 billion to one trillion dollar rebuilding of Ukraine that has to start immediately. And oh, by the way, it's the obligation of the West. This has to be done for the betterment of the West. Make it make sense to us, Ben Harnwell. Good afternoon, Steve. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I'll be able to attempt the impossible this evening, but I'll at least try and break it down for the war room posse. Uh, there are two articles here. I'm going to start off with the Memphis. Uh, well, let's start off with the first one here, 1A, which is the CNBC piece. Um, for me, Steve, the, 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 the news here is that these articles exist at all. Um, six months ago, three months ago, Articles with headlines like this. This is CNBC. Ukraine has tested its allies' patience with its military strategy and demands. Headlines like that would have been unthinkable three months ago. Um, Something is moving. Um, The reason I really wanted to talk about this is because it confirms the analysis that the war room pushed out, basically from Vilnius, which was the annual... Uh, NATO conference on was it and right whilst Vilnius was taking place we said Steve that there's a pivot taking place now and it's a pivot away from NATO's hitherto policy of total escalation um, there's a distance being put between the, the NATO allies and and Kiev uh, this article here interesting that it's CNBC. This isn't this isn't the war room pushing these arguments now. This isn't National Pulse or, or Human Events. It's not even Newsmax. This is something dead heart in, in the sense of the mainstream media's um, uh, establishment. And therefore, and in fact, the articles, but this one in the New York Times, what I'm going to call on next, they they really, I think, uh, they've been prompted from within. The Biden administration itself, because this is evidence. This is this is the visible evidence of the invisible pivot that we were talking about of slowly hanging President Zelensky out to dry. So just to give a, a, a couple of takeaways just from this article, and I will post this one on, on Getter. The articles I'm going to refer to today, I'm going to post them all on, on Getter. Um, talks about frustrations coming to a head. Talks about. Ukraine's ongoing needs and demands. It talks about uncomfortable encounters. Um, these are these are this is mood music that, that, that we haven't been privy to for, 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 the, for the last 17 months of this campaign. 
for me, the the the, the key uh, takeaway here, because it indicates that this is is actually sourced from um, it explicitly says it's sourced really from, from within the administration. It says for some officials in Washington and London, Zelensky's decision to tell his staunch backers that Ukraine deserved respect as NATO met to discuss additional support for Kiev was a step too far. And there were further quotes here. One descriptive phrase says, a source with knowledge of the matter who asked to remain anonymous due to the sensitivity of the situation, told CNBC. That's not, it's not the usual disclaimer, source speaking, uh, but, but asked to remain um, 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 unsighted because they're not authorised to speak on the record. Now, this, is, this isn't that disclaimer. This disclaimer is that the, 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 the subject matter is too sensitive. Here's, here's the, the, key, the key quote then, Steve. So the US is strongly advising Ukraine not to do certain things, but Kiev does them anyway, brushing aside or not addressing US concerns. And they come at the United States or Washington or the Biden administration complaining about not being involved in NATO talks. So this is really the, the, the not only the, 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 the public washing of dirty laundry, it's indicative that there's something going on deep now within this relationship uh, with Ukraine. Now I want to call quickly on, on the um, on the New York Times article here. Headline, this is this is article 1B. Excellent Memphis, thank you. Ukrainian troops trained by the West stumble in battle. Again, this is a marked difference in tone from the, the propaganda that we've been uh, fed right throughout the, the, the talks um, of, of the counter-offensive and, and what have you. And the whole tenor of this article is basically that the troops the West has promised, they've tra been trained up for four weeks, basically, six weeks at, at most, sent into battle, and they are woefully uh, under-trained for the task at hand of, of fighting Russia's experienced troops. Um, and that's the tenor of this article. It's saying that the, the, the counteroffensive is going nowhere. It's really proof of what Professor Mishimer was saying right back at the beginning, that we're going to be fighting Russia down to the last Ukrainian. Um, again, this is the New York Times. This isn't, this isn't uh, an economic nationalist organ. The fact that this article is taking place tall it's taking place, I, I would suggest, with the consent of the Biden administration. Why? Because there is a pivot in place. So what is this pivot? It's a pivot away from destruction towards reconstruction. And now I'm going to call Steve on, um, for, if, if Memphis would be so kind, to this article in, in The Hill. Uh, excuse me, The Hill. Um, the West's self-interest includes rebuilding Ukraine. Well, of course, our self-interest doesn't involve us impoverishing ourselves for the sake of a country with which we're not even um, an ally. There are two sentences here, however, that I will read because it very much um, is consonant with something that, again, we've been saying in the war and pointing out in the war right from day one. Here's the first extract. Donor countries led by the US have already given Ukraine at least $180 billion in military, financial and humanitarian aid. And I'm going to go straight up to the very opening words of the article, um, because I think that, 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 there's, that there's a nice symmetry between these two sentences. The rebuilding of a shattered Ukraine will be a monumental task. A joint assessment led by the World Bank estimates the cost at $411 billion over 10 years. Obviously, the, as you said in your introduction, we're talking at least a trillion here. But here's what they're talking about now, Steve. They're already talking about committing 
twice the amount of money that has been spent thus far on the destruction on the reconstruction. And as on the war room, we'd said, and I'll close with this, as we said right back at the beginning, these sociopaths who are, who are pushing this, they actually want, the reason why they're, they're, they're forcing Ukraine to pursue an unwinnable war is they want to see the country levelled. Why? Well, they, they may be sociopaths, but they're not in, irrational because the mother of all grifts will take place when it comes to the reconstruction. And this is what's being lined up. And we can see the, the, the moves taking place, the tectonic shifts taking place slowly, but they are taking place when we look at the, the, the early two articles from the New York Times and CNBC, and then this article in The Hill. And you, know, you can see how the propaganda is moving slowly away. Now, there is a, a, a final article which I will quickly call up on because I think it's, it's ridiculous, but it does illustrate the state that we're in here. This is an article. This is the Breitbart article, article number three, with the headline, Zelensky predicts Putin will die before winning against Ukraine. You know, I would, I would normally, in, in my hit, concentrate on that, but I'm actually going to push that aside. Really, behind that statement, Zelensky is actually saying that um, he's talking about this being a, a war of attrition that is going to outlast Putin. That, that's fundamentally what he's saying. He says it's not going to Putin, it's not going to last for 30 years, but it might last for 10 years, this war of attrition, by which stage Putin will be gone. Now, of course, from what I just said previous to this, this is not a war. It might have been a war of attrition. It might have been planned by the strategists in the Pentagon as a war of attrition 10 years ago. Now it's not a war of attrition. Now, now sort of the movements are moving away from President Zelensky. President Zelensky's authentic, genuine friends need to pull him to one side and tell him that the, 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 the grains of sand are falling now through the hourglass. If he wants to move in Ukraine's best interest, he needs to do this from a position of what strength he has at the negotiating table. Uh, as he lectured us at Davos uh, earlier in the year that uh, people that, uh, that uh, you know, criticize the, the support of uh, Ukraine had not read the memoirs of World War II, of which I opined at the time I had forgotten more about the memoirs of World War II that I've read than he's ever read. And that he should focus on Halberstam's book, The Best and the Brightest, on the chapter on President Diem of South Vietnam. <laughs> when the United States was finished with him, uh, they really, when they kicked him to the curb, uh, they allowed the, the Vietnamese uh, coup uh, members to put him, his wife, and his brother up against the wall and shoot him. Or I guess in this case, technically, shoot him in the back of a, a, uh, a truck in the way of the airport or on the tarmac. Um, I think Zelensky ought to really focus on President Diem. When the West and the security services are finished with you, they're really finished with you. And you can tell that you're wearing out your welcome with the administrative and deep state. Ben, amazing, uh, amazing. And you've come up with another a great hook. The mother of all grifts, which you talked about in the very first time we got you on about the Ukraine, what, almost a year and a half ago or a year and two thirds ago. Ben, we got to bounce. How do people get to all your content? Thank you for staying up with us and, and catching us up to speed on everything. How do people get to you? Well, Steve, you know, nothing is going to get my cynical, beady eyes, glittering, serpent-like <laughs> in the moonlight more than talking about the reconstruction of Ukraine. <laughs> Folks, if, if you want to catch up with me, do come to get it. It's the best social media platform in the world. There I am. You just need to tab in my surname, Harnwell, at Harnwell. Um, and I look forward to catching up. I read, I've read, since I've been on this platform for two years, I have read every single 
a comment that's ever been posted on my profile. So um, I look forward to the feedback. So get get on there and give and give comments. And by the way, we didn't even get time for my favorite article for Ben today, which is about Belarus repositioning troops on the Polish border and now NATO's all up in arms. I'm sure there's no Wagner. I'm sure there's no Wagner special forces guys associated with that at all. It's Ben Harnwell. Another called shot by Brother Harnry. Getting pretty good on this military stuff. This geopolitical stuff is, is working out for you well, Ben. Ben, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate you staying up with us. Thank you so much, Steve. God bless. From Rome, uh, if I had time, I'd ask Colonel Mills about the Ukraine situation, but I really want to focus. This ties back to the, to the Sequoia capital of it all. And this is, so Colonel Mills, just give me your assessment. People appreciate your technical knowledge. You and I have been going back and forth the last couple of days. You're quite concerned about this bioweapons lab in, in California, particularly the Chinese ownership, the opaqueness of who actually ran it, what's actually going on there. You're saying this is a ticking time bomb. Tell, tell our audience what you mean by that. Well, this whole uh, event, uh, Steve, and thank you, uh, is a, what I call advanced force operations. And I've used that term several times. Uh, and the alarming thing is the DOD documents on the Joint Staff Library that describe advanced force operations have now are no longer public facing 3.0 and 3.05 on the Joint Staff uh, doctrine that was public facing. Why is it no longer public facing? Because we know the Chinese read it. I mean, they read everything. And that describes what advanced force operations are. All actions in preparation for conflict. All actions in preparation for conflict. And this, this Reedley lab uh, just screams uh, advanced force operations. Now, is it any coincidence that uh, uh, less than 50 minutes away is 100% of our West Coast Navy uh, fighter attack squadrons? Yeah, that's over 200 of our F-18s and a growing number of F-35s uh, in one place, which we need to... Uh, I've uh, said it before, harden, disperse, and deceive uh, as a deterrent measure. And we got all of our aircraft in one place right next to this bio lab. And we, we have a standing contingency plan, con plan, to respond to domestic events, uh, WMD events. I'm seeing no evidence. I can't, I can't give the plan name or number or anything like that. It would not be appropriate, not allowed. But uh, it's, a, it's a very mature con plan, and I'm seeing no evidence that it has been uh, implemented or exercised. I'm going, what is going on here? Colonel, hang on. I, I want to set the predicate first because you're a guy that, that dealt with this for years. Are, are, are you saying that it looks like um, it, it looks like it's something from a third world nation? It doesn't look t- terribly organized. Um, are you saying you actually believe that instead of just being some um, off the books type of lab, uh, and we know the California health authorities were on this for a while, but we're just getting stiff armed and couldn't get any answers. Are, are you making the point that from the profile you've seen, regardless of what the ownership is or proving the ownership is that this looks like it's some sort of bioweapons capability or potential capability. So therefore DOD and the federal government are, have to kick into another mode about getting all over top of this and, and not just the control of it, but the taking a, a part of it because it's, it's, it falls under the doctrine of advanced force operations. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just baffled. Maybe they're doing it and keeping it really quiet. I don't think so. I, I think because of wokeism and other factors, uh, you know, I'm just thinking of what's going on in the National Military Command Center right now, where I've had to do a lot of duty over the years. And, uh, 
Has anybody bothered to call the duty general or admiral and to report this and spin up the interagency process? I mean, this is just a just the cancer and toxic nature of wokeism has destroyed strategic clarity of thought here. Is anybody is anybody awake? Is anybody watching what's going on here? And I'm I'm concerned. I'm seeing no evidence. Uh, it would be tangible uh, if that that con plan had been triggered, uh, and I'm not seeing any evidence of that right now. And again, what a coincidence. 200 plus of our, that is the singular base for all of our West Coast fighter squadrons for the Navy. And, you know, what in the world? I mean, that's the, that's the Rough Riders, the Colonel, Flying Eagles. Colonel, when, 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 you, when, when you were at the National Command, Military Command Center, just give me the three to five things, actions you would want to see that you could tell from outside in the public that actually were being done to give you a level of comfort that something's actually being done here. Well, the, the duty general or admiral in the in the basement uh, in the new National Military Command Center, that is the literally the singular entry point for all actions to the Department of Defense. It doesn't go to the Secretary of Defense. It goes to the NMCC. And there's a whole very mature, very well exercised protocol of notification. And you literally pick up a phone. It's like the old days. We don't even know how to do this anymore, set up these phone lines. But you set you pick up a phone, bam, you have all departments and agencies on the line immediately, including the White House Situation Room. And you got to, you, you do that immediately, an alert comes in, you pick up the phone, all 18 uh, cabinet agencies, uh, White House Situation Room. And one of the first things you got to do is appoint a lead federal official, a lead federal official. Everybody falls in line behind them here. And I'm just not seeing any evidence of this. Uh, I mean, I, this, we should be bouncing off the walls on this. I mean, until they've proven otherwise, the prudent uh, and wise thing to do is, is implement, implement the standing con plan on this and, and then, then yeah. okay, and we prove it or disprove it. Not seeing this. C Colonel, Colonel, we got to bounce. I want everybody to get to your social media. We're going to be covering this more because, at least from the outside, given what they found the inside with the herpes and the COVID and the 900 or 1,000 dead mice or rats or whatever they had, I guess it was mice. It's, it's quite disturbing what went on there, and it doesn't seem like there's any coordinated effort to get to the bottom of it or to control it. Uh, Colonel, what's, what's your social media? How do they get to your books? How do they get to everything, that you're, all your content? Thank you, Steve. The nationwillfollow.com, firsthand experiences fighting the deep state, prefaced by Stephen K. Bannon. You can pre-order book two, War Against the Deep State, coming out in the fall. Go to Mike Lindell, my store, to get autographed versions of the nationwillfollow.com. Both places use code WARROOM. And uh, I'm Colonel Rhett John, Colonel R-E-T John on Substack, Getter, and Truth. Colonel Mills, thank you. We look forward to getting an update from you in the next day or two on the situation in California and get your thoughts on Ukraine. Fantastic job. Okay, uh, we're going to end today with the Battle Hymn of the Republic. It was a... Uh, a reprise of a song that we've played before, but we're celebrating American music every day. Uh, tomorrow uh, is supposed to be the arraignment of Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. If that goes according to plan, uh, Natalie Winters uh, will be there on the scene. We'll be covering it throughout the day. But we've got so much other stories that we haven't had time to get to because of what uh, the deep state and the administrative state is trying to do to take out Donald J. Trump. Of course, we're going to have all the breaking news on that and much more. Tomorrow morning when we return in the warm at 10 a.m. We'll see you then. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah.
have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His day is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.